0: Listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello. Global listeners, and welcome to our new season of Alive Again on PetLifeRadio.com, the world's number one pet life radio source. And don't tell us you can't hear our sessions because we're on podcasts. So you can listen to us while you're on the treadmill, and you can get us from anywhere in the world. If you've got a computer, an iPhone, and we are also part of the iHeartRadio network with over 30 million listeners. So come on down, grab a chair, or kick your shoes off, get your favorite drink, sit back. And today, we're going to tell you about signs from your deceased pets. We have a wonderful lady from Canada who is going to share a story with you. I mean, this dog, her dog was determined for her to know that she was saying, Mom, I love you. But before we do that, let me tell you a little bit about us. I am Brent Atwater. I'm the world's authority on animal life after death and animal reincarnation. And our co-host is Miss Coco from Australia. How are you doing over there?
1: Hello from Australia. We're doing very well, thank you. Okay, and today, what's our show about, Coco? Today, we are talking about signs. We're talking signs from our pets who have passed to Rainbow Bridge. Oh, BKB,
0: and we're all excited, and we invite you, if you'd like to ask more questions to help heal your heart, please join our Facebook group, and we can have a whole team of folks from all over the world who will give you their opinions and give you their stories and share to make you know that reincarnation is real. We have a blog called PetReincarnation.com, lots of information on that. Our radio show, if you'll go through the upcoming shows in the podcast— Lots of information here, too. And our books on Amazon, Animal Reincarnation, is one of the world's top resources for grief control, and it'll help you understand your pet's death and the processes and the signs of how they transition. It helps you think about their transition and understand the questions surrounding death, and hopefully it will give your heart peace and create hope. We ask that if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments for our shows, please send your questions to brent at PetLifeRadio.com, and then you can also post them on our page, Radio that's on Facebook. So we just have myriad resources and lots of our resources are translated into multiple languages. Our Animal Reincarnation book will soon be in French, Spanish, and Portuguese and we're looking forward to that. And if you'd like to see, we have a 20-minute section on For the Love of Dogs on Global TV in Canada that will soon also be around the world. Let's hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back with Deanna.
2: Sit. Stay. Stay we'll be right back after a short pause well four to be exact every pet is unique maybe they're gray in the muzzle yet young at heart maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure at PetSmart we have the right food for your pet Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
0: A lot of people think when animals are deceased that they do not connect or communicate with live living people. There's a fallacy to that. Once an animal discards its old physical body, which it has to do because it has a shorter lifespan than those of us who live in human form, and in order to get back to you, those of us who believe in reincarnation, understand that RIP means reincarnation is possible. And we also understand that death is the very first step, the very first step in coming back to you How can they choose another body if they're in the old one that doesn't work? So death is the first step in coming back to you. Now you're saying to yourself, oh, what am I going to do when they're on the other side? My heart is dying. My soul is stripped wide open. I can't sleep. I don't want to eat. I can't work. I just as soon die and go be with my pet. No, 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 no. The minute an animal crosses the death line, they go into beautiful sparkler form and take on the essence of their soul's life force energy. Today, we have Deanna with us, who has taken the time all the way from Canada to share her story about her dog that was determined to let her know that she loved her. And Deanna, if you'll tell us, we greatly appreciate you sharing so that other folks will understand the random ways and the various and different manners pets share with us. Hey, Mom, we're okay. We're just visiting. And then Coco is going to give you a lot of examples of signs that pets give us. Go ahead, Deanna. We're looking forward to hearing. And this is a beautiful story, folks. Thank you, and thank you, Brent, for having me on your show and
3: let me tell my story. It's very cool. So my, just a short little background, Caleb passed about five months ago. Before he passed, we have always, he and I, been able to sort of telepathically communicate. And so I knew many years ago because he somehow gave me the information that he was coming back. And I had never heard of pet reincarnation before. All
0: right, now let me interject here because I want to interject the teaching. What she just said is in her heart she knew. And folks, that's what you need to understand. It's a feeling in your heart. You just are connected so much through the tapestry of your energy and your love that that feeling is undeniable. True, Deanna? Exactly. That's exactly how it
3: is. So then when he passed, of course, I started thinking about how, because I didn't know the logistics of how that was going to work and how I was going to know and all of that. And so I started doing some actual research. And that's how I came across your forum, your group, and your book. And so I got your book and I read it, and I read the part about um, asking your pet for signs, and there's some other wonderful stories on your forum about other members who had asked for signs and gotten them. And it had never occurred to me before to actually just ask him, "Hey, give me a sign, Caleb." <laughs> so one morning, I decided I was going to go all out and I asked him, uh, usually I communicate best with him in sort of the sleepy hours, and he often comes to me in dreams, but um, so I asked him, "Would you give me like a full out sign?" in triple form so that I would know for sure that it was you and that you heard me even though I already know what he does but it was kind of a fun thing and I was really relaxed about it so I wasn't too concerned so I asked him and I got on with my day and later that day I was going to a meditation group, which I don't often do. I try it every once in a while, but I'm not very good at quieting my mind, and so I don't normally do these kinds of things. But on that particular day, I decided to try it out. A friend had recommended it, so I went, and and as per usual, I was having trouble concentrating. The the guide was leading us through all these visualizations, and I couldn't concentrate. I was wandering all over the place, and suddenly Caleb appeared, my dog, in my mind's eye and sort of said to me, listen and don't worry about it you know when he's asking you to go through the field just follow me or if he's go, you know, asking you to go by the riverside and all that kind of stuff just follow me follow my lead basically and so I did and that, that was kind of exciting and, and we played and I, I basically just focused on him throughout the entire meditation and so when it was over I thought well that was pretty cool But like I say, I often see him in my dreams. So it was kind of like, you know, I felt like I had done really well. I must have gotten pretty good in a meditative state to sort of make contact with him. So then I, on the way home, I was picking up my eight-year-old daughter, who was staying at a friend's in the meantime, and I picked her up, and she got in the car, and she said, Mommy, the coolest thing happened today while you were away. I saw Caleb in the clouds, and I said, really? That's that's awesome. That's fabulous, and so she told me a little bit about, about it, and she was kind of excited, and I said, that's really cool. He was showing himself to you, and I didn't really think even then much more about it, and then I, we got home, and I went to call my mom, who lives a province away, because I had told her I was going to
0: this meditation. and. For those of us in the United States or in around the world, what would be a Providence away? How many miles is that?
3: It's about a 10-hour, 12-hour drive.
0: From where I am.
3: That's several thousand miles. (laughs) Yeah, Canada's pretty big. Um, Okay. Yeah, so I told her I would give her a call to tell her how it went because uh, she's kind of into these things every once in a while, too, and stuff like that. So so I called her, and literally within the seconds of her picking up, she says to me, Deanna, the coolest thing happened. I just saw Caleb in the clouds, like almost word for word what my daughter had said.
0: And I said, are you kidding me? I started getting the tingles all over my body. Okay, let me insert right now what tingles mean. For those of you who don't know, we call tingles God bumps. If you get little, while she's telling the story, I'm sitting here halfway crying and I've got chills all over me and I'm sitting in front of the heat vent. But when you get chills or tingles or little bumps, those of us in the business call them God bumps because that is the universe confirming that what she's speaking is truth.
3: Absolutely. So that's
0: a really good thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I was super excited. And so we talked about it a bit. And, and, you know, she was kind of wistful about it because it still conjures up all these emotions. And even though it's exciting, you know.
0: You still don't have the fur form to hug. Exactly, right? But
3: she's excited to see him. And so I I told her, of course, right away, I said, you know, (laughs) that Kira just told me literally like 10 or 20 minutes ago that she saw the same thing. And so she was flabbergasted. She thought that was wonderful. And we got off the phone and literally it wasn't until I sort of sat and reflected and digested the whole thing because I had kind of almost forgotten about asking him earlier that morning because it was so early in the morning. And as I sat, it was almost like he came to me and he said, see, there I was in triple form. That was his triple sign. And what was interesting about it was that I realized he came to all three of us. It must have been around the same time. Yeah,
0: We'd but chat- what's most fascinating from those of us from the outside is, you know, he's showing his form at the same time to someone 1,000 miles away. Exactly. Exactly.
3: Yeah. And that's when I really, that's when my heart started palpitating, you know, and that's when I really realized, wow, that's fantastic. And like I say, you know, I've communicated with him many times, but that was such a fantastic testimony for me, for my mom, for my daughter. And it's interesting because my husband and I have a son as well, and, you know, they're sort of believers in spiritual things, but they're, yeah, they're more, you know, the men's logical type thing. Or whatever. So it's interesting that Caleb chose my mom and my daughter, three generations of women that literally passionately already believe in spiritual things and certainly since then passionately believe in his return. So it's almost like he's created a little team, supportive team here for me. <laughs> As you probably know, and as everybody else who's listening to this and believes in reincarnation knows, the people that don't believe in it, you know, you kind of get the sort of sideways glance and that kind of thing. It's not, it's not that many people, at least in my experience. So I have not shared something like this with many people in my circle because of that sort of strange look and feeling that you get. But at the same time, I will boldly do it at times when I feel like somebody, you know, might benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Kind of a fine line of not stepping on somebody's toes and their belief system. If I feel like I'm kind of open to it, then I will share it. You know, I'll take the plunge and just look like the fool and that's okay.
0: <laughs> well, but you're not. You're really, what you're doing is you're verifying that Caleb's energy is living energy. And that's one of the things that if we can get, because what we're trying to do is change the paradigm of the way people look at pet loss. And when they look at pet loss, if they understand after they cross the death line and go into sparkler form or pure soul life energy form, they are a living energy. And that living energy is there. And the belief system is like putting up a wall that doesn't allow that living energy to permeate it. And so belief is something that is, even if you don't believe, if you just consider for a split second that it's possible, then the pet's living energy is able to show itself to you. And I think that's interesting that he chose you three who had a belief and with your child who was just open-hearted at the same time. Yeah. Well, he's created witnesses,
3: for me, I think it's part of his love and compassion for me as well, knowing that I probably needed a bit of a support system. Not that I'm close with my mom and my daughter, but I mean, this was something that the three of us cannot deny, even if there's no one in the world that believed our story. The three of us know it's true. And it created a stronger bond between us. And it's also, like, my daughter's just so super excited, and she's so cute, being eight, of course. It's a wonderful, beautiful world to her anyways. And so she easily will go and tell anybody that wants to listen, which is quite amazing. And quite kind of teaching me as we go, you know, to not be so closed about talking about it and that kind of thing. And, and so I'm so grateful, really, for a lot of things for you writing that book. And like I said, it hadn't really dawned on me to ask for a sign. And so much now has come out of it including benefiting my mom and my daughter and the rest of my family, because they are now, like I say, witnesses to the same story. So I can't be making it up all in my head, right?
0: (laughs) Well, and you're not crazy, and most people say, oh, you're crazy, and you're not crazy. And the most interesting thing is the skeptics we just have to sort of work with because living energy is real. And as the world progresses, living energy will become more important. But I had a girl that was a client that she was raised as a Buddhist And she said to me, I believe in reincarnation, but I can't believe I didn't think my cat could come back. And I went, "Uh, this is interesting. She said her whole philosophy was she believed in reincarnation, except she didn't even think about extending it to pets. And to me, that was really eye-opening.
1: Yes. I think that happens with a lot of people, that we believe in reincarnation of the human soul. We don't give any thought to animal reincarnation until animals who are our soul connection animals die. And then the world opens up because you realize it's all living beings can reincarnate.
0: And I think another thing too is the, what i love about our group is that here we are all over the world understanding, and pet pain is not local. It's indigenous to your particular heart and soul, but it is the same global pain. And by you in Canada, you know, sharing with us today, and Coco's over in Australia sharing with us today, and I am in awe when we're in our group of the stories, the pain is all the same. Yeah. And the love of the animals is what's so incredible, and that's, I mean, thank you,
3: Caleb. I think it's awesome, and they teach us so much, and that's what's so incredible is the teaching doesn't stop even after they pass physically. Say that again, please. (laughs) I think what's so incredible is they teach us so much in life every day that we're with them physically, but even after they pass, the teaching goes on if we allow our hearts to open
0: up and listen and, and hear it. I agree with that completely. I just am absolutely... I was hard-headed. I was a skeptic. And until Mike taught me about the other side, I was just the most closed-minded thing there ever was because I was afraid of it. And then after he died, I learned to open my heart and to listen. And once you ever experience... And Coco's going to be giving us right soon some other signs from the other side that we can look for with our pets. And if you don't know how to do this in the book Animal Reincarnation or the global book Animal Life After Death, it's the exact same book. We just know different countries look at it different ways, so we put it in two different titles. And there are techniques for those who aren't as gifted as Diana is to use, to ask your pet how to connect with them and how to get in touch with them and how to feel them. And I think in opening, if you just try it, just give it a try. I mean, if you'll try a piece of chocolate and you'll try a beer, come on, just <laughs> try a guacamole. Let's see. And I think that once you do that and once you experience it, your life's never the same. You realize how incredible energy is and that it's never ending. It's
1: absolutely. just absolutely
0: it just changes forms. And Diana, is there anything else you'd like to share with us today? No, I think it's Coco's turn. <laughs> Thank you from the hearts of all the people who will learn from what you said and will take courage from what you said. It will give them courage to just try to consider. And when they do, like, you know, you, every time you get a sign, it lifts your heart, inspires your soul, and gives you greater hope to know that pet loss doesn't have to be permanent.
3: Absolutely. And and that is my hope. I think maybe the only thing I would want to add to that is that it's an adventure. And like all adventures, there's lots to learn. And I sometimes worry for some really sensitive people that haven't had a lot of experience with this, that they don't give up and that they don't, if they don't right away get what they seem to think should be a sign or whatever, that, you know, that they don't just sort of like give up on it too soon. But just stick with it and keep your heart open. And listen, because I'm pretty confident that everybody's pet, the animal souls are, I mean, they're so amazing. They will find a way to reach out to you if you somehow allow it.
0: Or just consider it. Yes, or consider it, exactly. Because if you just consider it, that leaves a crack in the energy that gives you the opportunity for them to show forth. But if you don't leave that little crack in the energy, then they're constantly going up against a wall of rebuttal energy. And that disallows their contact. Now, Coco, you're going to share with us as soon as we talk to our sponsors and let them have their say. Signs from the other side. Thanks so much, Deanna. And we're off to our sponsors.
2: Sit, stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership Plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to AudibleDeals.com. That's AudibleDeals.com. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle. <coughs> Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio.
1: Pet Life Radio.
2: PetLiferadio.com. We
1: Welcome back. We are now going to be talking about signs kind of signs that we can expect or ask for from our pets and this is for everyone globally listening in to pet loss and the afterlife of pets because yes their energy lives on Some of the signs that we would expect and some of the signs we can ask for, if we ask for specific signs, you can ask for them to do something in particular, which I did. I asked Joey to send me a sign, like I put a necklace on the day of my reading with Brent and I said, "Okay, Joey, when you're back, I'd like you to break the necklace. And indeed, on that day that I met the puppy, my necklace fell off. It just literally came undone and oh, landed whoa. at my feet.
0: Whoa, didn't know that. Wow, chills. Whew.
1: I wrote that. Yes, I wrote that up there. And the J, the letter J, because I bought an angel J that I put on the mantelpiece next to my angel K and B, which is Coco and Brie, my daughter. And when I came back the same day of the necklace falling off and landing at my feet that I met my puppy, the J had moved. Mm. And I took a photo of that. I was absolutely gobsmacked, wow. as we say in Australia. But I also know there are lots of other signs, butterflies swarming around you or a single butterfly that comes past you in, in an unusual circumstance. You know, butterflies, feathers are like the angel's wings. The feathers are dropping from angel's wings as messages to say, hey, I'm here. If you're not asking for a specific sign, there are so many ways that they can let you know they're there. They're around you. They're just waiting for you to talk to them. They're expecting a conversation with you just as if they're right there songs on the radio, songs that you've had that were meaningful when they were alive, they come on in the most opportune times. If you're in the car and something's on the radio and you don't like that and you switch over to another station, your song comes on. Sometimes it's not a song that you've played with them, but the words in the song resonate with you when you realise that this is a message and that song will play whenever you're in need. You'll get these messages in so many ways, There's so many, so many And even the feel, sometimes you'd be sitting there in a spot where you sit with your pet and you'll feel them with you and you'll feel them brush up against you or you can almost touch them. And you know that they're they're sending you signs and, and lights flickering, which happened to me so many times after Joey died. There are you know, many signs. What other signs do you have that you can tell us about?
0: Well, the, one of the things that I find that's interesting, and Deanna, do you have any that you've had happen to you other than that wonderful one over thousands of miles? Since Caleb passed, you mean? hmm I don't know if you would call them signs, but you do talk about in your book uh, sort of
3: seeing them sort yeah. of at the corner of your eye or feeling them or smelling them. Like I've had all of those experiences. I've had the experience of I still have a dog, Riley, that's still with me, and I I can tell when he can see
0: him. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he, and to he, see, to me, I mean, that's living energy, folks. It, that's just living energy. Yeah, Even exactly. though it comes from the other side, that's really recognition that the energy still is living.
1: My, um, Joey, when, after he passed, the cats who grew up with him would – deeply, deeply depressed when he passed. They, you could see that they missed him. And sometimes they would sit up on the couch where he would sit, and they'd be looking up as if they were looking at something. Exactly. And I always felt that Joey was talking to them, you know, having a conversation with them. You could just see them having a very intense conversation.
0: Interesting. Well, I just am so, you know, another thing too that people, like you said, the smell. They will smell their animal or another animal will bark at the living energy. So I think that because animals exist on their intuition, they're more keenly attuned. And I hope that people whose pets have passed will try to think of the good things that happen and focus on the good so that their tuning and fine-tuning can be more receptive to the living energy rather than just thinking in the death mode that doesn't allow the living energy to be present and to give you signs. And I think that that is one of the reasons that if you can, I know grief, it took me seven years to get over when Mike was killed. And so, you know, I can't push anybody about grief. And everybody has their own time span and their own time work. And, I mean, my dog friend passed, and he's reincarnated with the bee on the bottom here now. But sometimes I still miss the first dog, and it's, uh, it's all in your heart. But once you get your reincarnated back, or even if you don't, The good part about living energy is there's no restriction. You can talk to them all the time. You can be sitting in the bathtub and talk to them. You can be riding down the road and talk to them. They can travel with you to Europe. There are no restrictions on them whatsoever. And that's what we want people to focus on is there's no restrictions. And that's where signs can be unrestricted. Anybody got any other signs that they've thought about?
1: A couple of times in in the car, when um, Joey's song would come on, and the song was "Stay," especially when the grief was really strong before I before he returned, I was driving into town, and his song came on the radio, and this massive double rainbow appeared. Oh, wow. And to me, that was the strongest sign. And that was maybe a few days before he was born. That as if to say, don't worry, the the end of the rainbow is near. My time at the rainbow is nearly over. I didn't think about it until after when he was born, thinking that rainbow wasn't a sign to say, I'm staying at Rainbow Bridge. It was a, a sign to me to say, I'm coming back and I'm coming back to stay.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. I gave you have- just chills all over. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> yeah, totally. I think I posted this recently as well, like, because grief is a funny thing. And no matter what you know in your heart, like you said to Brent, you, you will still miss, you for know, the physical mom. character yeah. that was, you know, what they embodied at that time. But so I had been feeling particularly sad for a couple of weeks and. Like I say, Caleb comes to me in dreams quite often. And during that time, he only came a couple times. And when I was feeling particularly sad, so he would appear, but then it was like he would get distracted by a squirrel or something and run off into the field and just out of my reach. Whereas in every other dream that I usually have with him, I can actually hold him and feel him and smell him. And it feels very, very real. And this was like sort of this fleeting second of him appearing and then running off. And Again, I went and I started reading through Brent's book a little bit more, and I came again across that part where you talk about how when you're really sort of living in your grief, it can be a blocking energy from them being able to communicate with you as openly as they'd like to. And, and a light bulb just kind of went on, and I was like, uh, duh, that's what I've been doing. And so it was yes. interesting. Because his sign was sort of appearing and leaving, which was, you know, made me very distraught. But at the same time, I figured out what he was trying to teach me or what he was trying to say in that sign was that it's your grief that's blocking you. And so once I sort of got past it a little bit and decided I'm going to, you know, think about the good stuff again and remember how awesome he is and remember that, you know, he's coming back and all that stuff. it felt so much better and there he was appearing in my dreams again. So it's like if you pay attention Whether it's in dreams or whatever the signs are and keep asking for clarification because that's sort of what I do with him as well is sort of ask him to help me understand if I'm not getting something or if I'm not on the right path back towards him because – You know, I don't want to do anything that that will block. But at the same time, we're human beings and we're emotional and we've got to go through it a little bit.
0: And the most important thing you can do, which is the hardest thing to do, is not to care about the outcome when you ask about a sign. Because if you remain neutral, it's easier for them to come to you. But remaining neutral is just like pretty much impossible when you're crying and so upset you can't stand it. But it's like skipping a stone when you throw out a stone of grief, and you think about it, and you skip the stone across the water, you think you're flinging the stone into the water, but what it's doing, it creates little ripples that pushes away the rest of the pond. And if you think of the pond as your pet's energy, that energy by your grief and your tears is literally pushed away by the staccato of the rhythm of your grief and your crying. And when you let that calm, it's like the calm of the water begins and then they can send their energy back to you over the calm, smooth energy field. But when you are racked with crying, it sends Mm -hmm. out that staccato vibration that goes, go away, go away, go away, go away, go away, way, 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 and they can't get through it as easily.
3: I think that's why the first story I told about the signs in the clouds was so dramatic is because I came to the table with sort of its spirit of adventure and fun, and I thought, ooh, this is fun. I didn't know you could really ask for signs. I'm going to ask for that's something. That's the first thing
0: I tell everybody. Ask, yeah. ask, 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 and they say, well, I didn't know you could ask somebody dead. Yeah. They're not dead. It's living energy. Ask, 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 and, folks, that's the most important thing of this whole show. Ask, 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 ask. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, and I and so I wasn't worried. It's was like you said, I came to it totally neutral. I wasn't worried about it. I just thought, oh, this will be fun. Let's see what happens, kind of thing. And sort of asked, and then just went on with my day. So I think, yeah, that spirit of lightness is really helpful to um, picking up on whatever they're sending you to.
0: And it lifts the filters. There you go with and the expectations you have, so that they yeah. can get through it exactly. And, and that's what's really important is them. You lifting that so they can get through it because they're waiting. It's just like, Hey, I'm here. What's with you, human? You know, you got to get with it. And a yes. lot of people don't get that. They're all going, Oh, tell my pet I love him. Uh, tell him yourself. Is he okay? Ask him yourself. Well, I can't do it. Well, yes, you can. And they just have to like shift because people have been trained. Pet dies, pet's dead. It's over. Not so. Pet changes bodies, gets rid of old physical being, and is sitting over there alive and well on the other side going, okay, what's next? And all you have to do is ask and guide, and they're right there to answer you. Yeah, exactly.
1: There's also the other side, Brent, of this is an interesting angle, is that sometimes the people in their heavy grief with their wishful thinking have almost, they almost create signs for themselves. And these are not the true signs. The true signs, I believe, come to you when your mind is clear and your heart is clear, not necessarily clear of grief because I don't think the grief completely goes. But when your mind is clear, I believe that's when the true signs come through because you do, you'll get the human aspect turning everything into a sign. And there are some things that are definitely not signs. They're just, you know, the wishful thinking.
0: Well, it's like sometimes when people are looking for orbs, when they'll take pictures and they'll say, oh, I see my animal in the orb. And, you know, in the picture, sometimes it's wishful thinking because they're really trying to make something out of a shadow that's really not. On the other hand, a lot of times you'll be taking a photo and all of a sudden you'll see Fluffy, Buffy, and Muffy standing there and go, oh mercy and that's one yes. of the ways that electromagnetic energy can permeate the earth feel and they'll ring the phone or they'll do something on the radio or when you take a photograph there'll be an orb which is a ball of light for those of you who are not familiar with orbs or literally they'll have their fuzzy little ghost form standing in the photograph because one girl yes. posted a fuzzy little ghost form and I just about fell off the computer when I looked at it and went oh my goodness because she couldn't have faked that and that dog yeah. obviously had a really strong presence to be able to electro magnetically affect that lens in the camera so that it was standing there. And I think things like that are just really gifts. But she wasn't thinking of it. She said, I'm just taking a picture of the room my dog used to be in. And there he stood. And it's like, ooh, So we're going to have to round up now because we've got two more minutes to close the show. And again, I want to thank Deanna. Thank you so much for sharing and I really your wisdom and your insights. We are totally grateful for Coco. We'll be doing more of these. We're going to try and be doing these at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. So if you have questions or suggestions, send them to us at Brent at PetLifeRadio.com or write them on our page, Pet Life Radio, Animal Reincarnation and Animal Life After Death. And every month we're going to let Mark draw out of the big fishbowl the best question and that person will get a free animal reincarnation book. We look forward to further answering your questions. Goodness, goodness, goodness. We got resources everywhere, folks. Just look for them and come on over to our animal reincarnation group on Facebook and meet all the global people who are just as crazy as you are Mm -hmm. and have just as much to share as you do. And it's a worldwide like-minded folks group If this has helped you at all, we ask that you take it and pass it forward to help someone else. And only ask them to consider, because if they'll only open their heart for just a little bit, then their pet will be able to come through and show them their love and show them the signs that, Mom, I'm here. It's cool. I'm okay. And from there, they can go forward and live the rest of their lives communicating with their pet either on Earth or on the other side because neither is preventative to communicating with your animal. Energy is living, whether it resides in steam form slash ghost or whether it resides on earth. So open your heart, look for the signs because love abounds everywhere and a pet's love is never ending. Just give them a chance to show you. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.
2: Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand.